welcome to the Transformational Storyteller Podcast. The stories we tell ourselves and others shape the lives we lead. I'm your host, Dara Lise Lyons. My guest today, Paul Eisenberg, has a phenomenal story of hope and healing and using a time of tragedy and adversity to create something beautiful that helps so many people. So I will not tell you too much about his story. I'll let him do it in his own words. But um, suffice it to say, Paul is an inspiration and we are lucky to be able to hear him and see him and, and, and get some insight into how to use something terrible to create something beautiful and full of hope. So we started Bringing Hope Home, really it goes all the way back to 1983 when I ran into Nicole Mikowski, my late wife, on a bus stop at Westchester University and completely was taken by her. It took me four years to get a date and we got uh, married uh, in 1992, 1991, had our first child in, in 95 and then uh, she became pregnant with our second child. And, in a 2000 or 1997 rather and wasn't feeling good and was struggling breathing and, and we thought it was a cold or it was allergies and what it really turned out to be was stage 4 Hodgkin's disease so here she is nine months pregnant uh, and has this awful cancer diagnosis and our world was turned upside down so we realized that how lucky we were with family and friends and flexible jobs and she was able to be at home and be a full-time mom to the kids um, and she went through six and a half years of treatment. And during that time, we felt loved and, and nurtured and comforted and taken care of, but we found so many people that weren't. And that really just didn't lay well with Nicole. So she said to me, go start an event and invite people you like because you're always complaining how you don't see your great guys anymore. So we started this event called the Great Guy Dinner back in 2001. And then after about eight years of doing the Great Guy Dinner, we became our own charity. And what we do is we pay bills for families with cancer and let them know that they're loved and let them know that we're here for them. And we don't help patients, we help families. Those families belong to us. We pay their rent, mortgage, utility, car payment, food, whatever they need to really get through. And then we do different events that they know that they're part of a bigger group that we affectionately call Hope Nation. And we have people uh, to baseball games and sporting events and cultural events and if they need counseling or they need uh, clothing or food uh, made or something special that's what we try to really come in and help and it, it's been a beautiful wonderful experience for me I have the best job I've ever had we've now helped over 5300 families in the last 10 years and we're expanded to not only the greater Philadelphia area but now into Baltimore Pittsburgh North Jersey New York and Connecticut There's nothing like getting back up after life gets you down. And our show sponsor, Just Strong, recognizes that. Just Strong is a lifestyle and clothing brand for women. Um, and they, their motto, their symbol is the squat. And what they say about the squat is, it's not so much what gets you down, but the ability to get back up that's important. So if you would like to take advantage of a 10% discount, which is available to our show viewers and listeners, go to www.juststrong.com and enter the coupon code DARALEASE10 at checkout for your 10% off. 
That's D-A-R-A-L-Y-S-E, the number 10, and you'll get 10% off on any of their amazing offerings. Paul, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm really touched and inspired, and I can't wait to tell our listeners and viewers more about you and the incredible work that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we dive into bringing hope home, I really want to know a little bit more about why it took you four years to get a date (laughs) with your first wife. So I always tell people that I got to live the full college experience at Westchester. Okay. Uh, I got to play football. I went to school, worked, had a really good time. And my late wife was a really good girl. Got it. And she knew enough people that knew me that she was much smarter and better judgment, so she wanted nothing to do with me. Got it. So you had to work against your reputation. Yeah. 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 Okay. And what finally won her over? Um, I don't really know. I think, uh, to be candid with you, I got 500 cash from my parents in 1987 as my graduation present. Yeah. And my best friend and I, who was our best man at our wedding, Tom Nichols, we were at the local establishment, and I had been there a long time. Okay. But fortunately for me, her boyfriend at the time had been there longer than me. (laughs) So he was less coherent, and I had like $1.50 left over from the $500, and offered to marry her right there and oh take her away with this dollar gosh. 50. And wow. So okay. she, how can yeah. you say no to that? Right, right? of course. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you've come a long way from a dollar 50 Thank God, I hope so. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and tell me more about what the early years are like, because, you know, I know bringing hope home is all about taking hope from that really tragic experience of losing mm-hmm. your wife to cancer. But, like, I mean, what, what was it like being married because it seems like it was sort of very quick that she got sick so what was it like kind of prior to that well before she got sick it was great she yeah. was great a lot of energy she was a, she had a light within her yeah. she was a great mom she's a great wife we had a lot of fun she was very well liked very popular very sweet yeah. she she gave a lot of herself all the time and uh, when she got sick she was a stay-at-home mom, thank God. Christopher right. was 22 months when Gabby was born, and Gabby was an infant. And she, um, when she got sick, it was started with chemo. She was treated at Penn by Dr. Kevin Fox, who is on our board, who's the really? best. Okay. And um, Penn was great, and there was just um, so much going on. It, it kind of it, it kind of penetrated the entire fiber of the household, right? Oh, how could it not? I mean, yeah. yeah, and you know, then when the first stuff didn't work, then she went into another chemo, and then another chemo, and then radiation, and this, then she ended up going to NIH okay. uh, in Bethesda National Institute of Health in Bethesda, and and if if you looked at the six and a half years that she was in treatment, it wasn't every day, right. but it really beat her up. It and, really beat her up, um, and and yeah. we had so much support. Like my mother-in-law, who still volunteers at the charity at 80 years old, wow. she she would live with us, and then my sister-in-law, who was moving back home from New York, she would live with us, and we had so many people reach out to us, you know, at school and church and neighborhood. Yes. And there was there was this unbelievable outpouring of wonderfulness. The one thing I did learn to yeah. answer one of your questions 
is tough times are really tough. And, and, and I call it the suck factor. It just sucks. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. hard, right? Yeah. But it gives so many people in your life the opportunity to do great things. And you don't expect it. And, and what we saw, and I, I was, I've been lucky enough to get remarried to a wonderful woman, Miriam, who went through her own cancer challenge. Yeah. And what, if you choose to look for it, there's so much goodness out there. There's so much. And we would have people bring dinners that we didn't even know. You know, I mean, so many people, people step up. Do they something. do. Yeah. I mean, if you really look at the at our business, the charity business, we raise money in a lot of different ways, and then we pay the bills directly. But our job is to really give people the opportunity to give the way they want to give. Right. Not everybody can write a check. Yes. Right. Yes. Like yes. you're helping us by this. This is your give, right? So we're open, and we want to help everybody give the way they want to give. And what it did for me was it showed me that there's. You hear all about the bad, right? Yeah. Everybody talks about the bad. Yeah. But we're in the business of delivering hope. Yeah. We're in the business of, of letting families who are in a bad way, a lot of times by themselves. Yes. Like not, yes. our families range from one person in the family to 17, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times what happens when Amy or Judy, who run our family off, a call the families that we're going to help, they're like, hey, we're with Bringing Hope Home and we're going to pay your bills. What do you need? And there's usually like this five-second pause. Wait, wait, who are you? And yes, how do you know yes, me? And you don't yes, know me. And yeah. you're going to take care. Well, you know, and that's that's kind of the payoff for us. And how do you find family? Speaking of that, like, how do, does a family kind of find out about you mm -hmm. and take advantage of the services that you offer? So what happens is the social workers know us. We're in about 100 hospitals okay. across our whole area, and the social workers uh, nominate families to us. The first of the first business day of the month, wow. and so families can go to bringinghopehome.org and read about how to get nominated. But they yeah. have to go to their social worker. Okay. Social worker is the vetting for us. Right. They have to be in active treatment, and there's there's the social worker knows what that means, oh, and yeah. they have to be in our in our area. And and so the area that you serve is is it the um, like Greater Philadelphia? Yeah, it's area? Greater Philadelphia. So we define that as. Philly, Chester, Montgomery, Bucks, Delaware counties, okay. up into Lehigh and uh, Berks County because of some hospital relationships, South Jersey, Cherry Hill to the shore, the state of Delaware, and recently we're now in Baltimore uh, through an event in June. Uh, we're in Pittsburgh through a college club at Robert Marsh University, wow. and because of our relationship with some sponsors, we've gotten money for North Jersey, uh, Southern Connecticut, and Southern New York. Which is just so phenomenal. When I was eight years old, my um, favorite aunt got leukemia mm. and she was sick with it for nine months and we went to the hospital like, every day and visited mm. her. And luckily my mom was one of 10 kids, mm. so everybody could pitch in and yeah. help and give money and food and put people up. And I mean, it was, it was horrible. It was horrific mm. watching her get sicker and sicker, but the love and the mm -hmm. outpouring and and all of that was amazing but some families i mean you know they just don't have mm -hmm. the resources financial emotional mm -hmm. like at all so i what you do is just tremendous oh, well it's not just what i do we have a team of uh six full-time two part-time and a army of volunteers and and contractors that work with us and you know, when we first started, our first year was 2008. We raised $125,000, mostly from the dinner, yeah. Great Guy Dinner. And then we helped 10 families that year. 
this year we'll raise 2.3 million and help 850 plus families. Oh my gosh, which yeah. is just phenomenal. And so tell a little bit more about the Great Guy Dinner because I read about that and so yeah, I kind of Yeah, so know how the that. Great Guy Dinner came about really because I would come home to Nicole. I was working full time in yeah. home and I would come home and say, I ran into Darylise today. She's such a great guy. I call everybody a great yes, guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because okay. she's such a great guy and I haven't seen her forever or I ran into James or I ran into Zach and yeah. I haven't seen them. They're great guys. And Nicole was, you know, five foot one and, you know, tiny. And she's like, you know, I'm kind of sick of you complaining about not running into your friends anymore. So how about you put together an event? We've worked really hard. Tim Sherry's our co-founder with me. And both of us have a pretty robust network of people that we yeah. worked hard to become close to. And she goes, why don't you just invite whoever you want to a dinner, raise money for a charity, and you can call it like the Great Guys Dinner. That's how it started. It's not like only men. Right. You know, in fact, right. at Bringing Hope Home, there's two men. Everybody else is a female. Yep. So yep. I don't have any say at home or at work. Okay, got it. And yeah, then yeah. The, um, the families that we've helped, 70 plus percent of the family, all the families that we've helped, the woman of the family is sick. Yeah. So we're, it's not, so we changed our right. name to Bringing, to Hope, bringing home Hope Home just yeah. to avoid any conflict. That was our tagline. And now it's, we bring unexpected amazingness and that's actually trademarked. And that came about because we surveyed our uh, 300 or 400 families yeah. at the time. Yeah. And we asked, what are your top words to describe how bringing hope home helped you? And unexpected and amazing were the two top. Which just really says it all because it, it I mean, if the social workers are the people who are mm -hmm. nominating and letting you know, then the families have no idea. Yeah that it's coming and so they just get this gift out of nowhere and I think that's yeah. such a miracle. It's, it's wonderful and, and you know we probably cry regularly, oh, weekly yeah. at the office in good ways or we lose people and that's always yeah. hard but we get to know the whole family. Right. We try. Yeah. We try. Yeah. Yeah. And well, again not we, Amy and Judy who run our family uh, office and what's starting to happen now is we're starting to get stories of people that we helped from random parts of our world. So my wife Miriam and I were in Florida yep. and we're sitting at the dinner and this woman comes up and she goes, oh, you're the guy from the, from the charity. You helped my friend. Or, and, or I was at a coffee shop the other day and the woman says, wait a minute, your organization, we adopted a family through you guys for oh, Christmas. So we're starting to get that all coming back to us and it really validates. We're now we're at over 5,300 families. We'll cross 6,000 families, I think, this year since we started. And, and that's what drives me. Yes. I, I remember somebody said to me a couple of years ago, your, your wife would be, Nicole would be so proud of you. And I said, I really appreciate that. And, and, I, and yes. Nicole's how we started from our legacy. But we've now helped people to the point where it's more about them yeah. And it's to me what, you know, you always wonder what gets you out of bed in the morning, right? And I have a beautiful wife and lovely kids and I was, I was blessed to have Nicole. I've been blessed to marry two women that are way outside my league. <laughs> I really have. And, yeah. you know, we each had two children coming into marriage. Now we have four. Right. And they all get along. They're all close. They're, as my wife says, they're perfectly imperfect. Yes. Um, but they all, there's a lot of love and, and we value, like, to be candid with you, we were driving here today, we got in an argument and... It was, you know, yeah. and I, but I, but, but you know, it was my fault, and I said, you know, I'm sorry, and you know, I want to value that time, and you know, I want Nicole to be proud of me, but there's about 10,000 families newly diagnosed every year in the greater Philadelphia area alone. So if we help 850 families, that means 9,150 families aren't getting help, right. and that's what drives me. 
I want us to be at a place where it's, you know, how can we help five or 10,000 families a year? We'll help 1,000 families a year next year. Right. I've already... Which is, I mean, that's just yeah. tremendous. It's exciting. And I love, you keep saying, you know, family, which yeah. I think is like the emphasis mm -hmm. on family. And you mentioned that you uh, remarried a wonderful mm -hmm. woman mm -hmm. and you know, I'm going to be interviewing her as well. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just really get the sense that that, that like, the feeling of the collective is so much more important to you than the individual. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you knew me, anything good I've done is not by accident. God's good to me. You put good people in my life. I work my rear end off, but I'm not. I'm very limited. For well, me, we all are very but I'm limited. Really limited. <laughs> Just, trust me. If you lived with me, you would understand. But, but you know, I believe that I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I believe I'm where God wants me to be, and He's brought unbelievable people from. My team is the best team I've ever worked with. The, our donors are phenomenal. Our donors are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I said earlier, our job is to link up our donors and how they want to give to the families that need it. So if someone is like watching, listening, mm -hmm. whatnot, and they do want to get involved and they want to help, I, I, like, can you talk a little more about how they might do that? And also, can they do that? Let's say they're not in the greater Philadelphia area. Can they still give? Mm -hmm. Can they still be a part? So Absolutely. So it's bringinghopehome.org. We have a list of events that people can come be a part of. In uh, May 2nd is our Great Guy Dinner this year, June okay. 13th in Philly. Great June, Guy, but open to everybody. Open to open everybody. Open to everybody, yes. Uh, okay. June uh, 13th is our Baltimore Great Guy Dinner. Yeah. June 29th is our Sea Isle 5K. They can go to our website. We have an events page, volunteer page. You can email me off of that page. Got so it. So they can okay. go and they can do all that. And they can give money. They can give of their time. They yes. can give yes. food and yes. like there's not food. Not food. We don't take. Okay. Food. We can okay. get gift cards. Gift cards. Okay. Perfect. And the one thing that I didn't mention is we don't give the family money. Yeah. We actually get their bills. And, and we write the yeah. checks directly to their bills. Which I think is really very important and helps donors to feel like, okay, if mm -hmm. I want to pay someone's, let's say, light bill or mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. I'm actually paying their light bill. Yeah. The money is going to what I want it yep. to be going and to. The only thing that we will give is grocery store gift cards. Yeah. So yeah. Acme Markets is a big supporter of ours, but we give all of them. Got it. And we actually, for every dollar we spent, Last year, we got $1.23 in value. So we try to lower the bills before we pay them. Which is so important. Yeah, and again, yeah. not me. Our, right, our family your, office. Yeah. yeah, your office is. And, and speaking of you know families, I want to hear a little bit more about what it's been like to blend a family now in, in your life, <laughs> coming to it with two kids from your first marriage, you know, two kids yeah. from so your wife's marriage. So I met Miriam my wife now, yeah. 14 years we've been married, New Year's Eve is our anniversary, and we met at Little League Baseball. Okay. Our boys are three days apart. No way. Yeah, so okay. they just both turned 24 this past week. Yep, okay. And I was coaching Christopher, my, my son, natural son, and, and Mick was there, my new son, and uh, Marion was talking to two friends of ours, and I went over to say hello to the friends, yeah. and... Um, they introduced us and Miriam had recognized me because I actually had played football with her late husband oh, wow. at Westchester. And okay. she said, oh, you went to West? I said, yeah. She goes, I said, who's your husband? She goes, Mike Korok. I said, oh, I remember Mike telling me. I said, hello. He's a little yeah. bit older. But Miriam, Nicole, and I graduated the same year and never knew each other wow. in college. 
okay. So Never. she didn't know your reputation, so it didn't she take did. you four years to get a date with her? She did. Okay. It took, I guess it took me, I don't know, a lot longer to get a date with her. But, really? Okay. <laughs> but it turned out that we, have, we call him Godwink. So yeah. her roommate dated my roommate, my housemate, for wow. like a year, and I, we never met. Her best friend from college was my good girl buddy yeah. in college that we never knew. There were all these near misses, and I always joked if either one of my wives really knew me in college, they would have never married me. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I had, when I walked away from meeting her at the baseball game, I went to Nicole who was there, who was with our other child, and yeah. uh, she said, well, what's wrong? With, she had a bandana because Nicole had lost her hair, and, and they told her the story. Mm. So then fast forward to um, when Miriam's husband passed, I had heard about it because I was part of a, f a football alumni group. God, so yeah. Yeah. I went to the service and you know, kind of kept up on them and, and uh, you know, told Nicole about this tragedy that befallen Miriam and her family. And then um, when Nicole passed in 03, the same people that introduced us were working on the house. He was a contractor and was working on Miriam's yeah, house at the time yeah. and told her. So she came to the funeral and then we started having lunch and just getting together. And then one day I woke up and I said, Mary, I really care about this woman. I actually went yeah. to our grief counselor because it was less than a year after Nicole passed. And, okay. and I said, I'm kind of scared because I'm having feelings for this woman and I don't want to put my kids or her kids right, or her right, through yeah. something that's yeah. not real. Yeah. And, she explained that Nicole had been sick so long that I'd probably been grieving a long oh, time. So yes. we kind of started dating, and which was really difficult. Yes, yes. We had a well, neighbor. Well, difficult at probably, and also logistically. Yeah. Well, just oh, logistically, yeah, yeah. it was different. Okay. We, so yeah. our kids were young. Our kids were let's see, t nine and geez, nine and eight, nine and seven, and Krista was probably eleven at the time. And we had a neighbor. Uh, who had a son who had just graduated college and thank God he was living home because he would babysit. Oh my gosh. Or my yeah. mother-in-law yes, would babysit. Yes, 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 yes. And then we started spending Sundays together. We'd make dinner and do something with the kids. And, and then we got married. And I, we always joke if we had realized how tough it would be. Yeah. yeah I don't know that we would have yeah. done it. I'm, def <laughs> I'm definitely not worth it. But we had, you know, we pray a lot. And, you know, Miriam and I really share faith. Yes. And, and our, our look at family and our, our look at how precious each moment is. Yeah. So we, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, the kids have their own junk that they're dealing with sometimes. Right, and right. It's, it's been good. I mean, we, we were both married for 12 years. Yep, okay. Um, we we both lost, your both lost our spouse. Yeah. We both, but it, you know what? Like I said, you, you got to kind of be open. And right, right. It, it's been, it's been the one of the best and most exhausting things we've ever done. Oh, I bet. Well, and it's, you know, to me, just your life is such a testament for transformation, right? Like the person you are in college is certainly not the well, person I wasn't like you are the now. worst guy well, in college. Okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't but, the best, yeah. but I wasn't the worst. <laughs> um, but you know, like the, the losses, the gains, the relationships, the, you know, the grief, the making amazing things happen for people on a regular basis. And I just think all of it is so... Um, you know, just so profoundly meaningful to me. And I'm sure that, you know, there are moments that are not, but I'm, I'm really inspired. And um, I do want to ask a couple more questions. Sure. I wanted to ask, um, 
like what ways do you keep Nicole's legacy alive? I, I know, you know, bringing hope home mm. kind of keeps that alive and keeps it alive on a family level, but are there any personal things that you do to... So if you go to our website, again, bringinghopehome.org, there's yeah. videos that, that have Nicole prominently featured and yeah. there's, there's, there's things in the office that have her. She, we got to take her, she died in August of 03. We got to take her to Rome in May before she passed, she was blessed by Pope John Paul II. So there's a big picture of that in our office. And, yeah. and I think that if you look at our company, it's kind of like, when I look at my kids, I see Nicole. Yeah. You know, and their yeah. humor and their zaniness. And, yeah. and when you come to our office, hopefully you feel that energy that she had and, and that uplift. Yeah. So I think that by our, our values at, at, at Bringing Hope Home are integrity, family, yeah. creativity, fun, accountability. And I think that that is all probably stemmed from Nicole at some level. Yeah. Plus oh. my mother-in-law, like I said, she's there once a week and Which is teasing so me. great. Oh, she's yeah. the best. Yeah, 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 that you can have that. And then she volunteers she for does. the organization. She's and she's the one you said she's like 80 or? Yeah, she's 80. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and she's just still gone. She yeah. was the first person we gave a house key to when Mary and I got married. Wow. She's okay. very open and loving. All the all of our family is. My yeah. mom's great, and everybody's been great. Wow, that is a great family. If you can mm -hmm. give your mother-in-law a house key, and we didn't yeah. give it to our house. We gave it to somebody else's oh, house. Okay. So, no, just, kidding. <laughs> just like here, <laughs> we hope may, maybe this it'll is a work. Symbolic yeah. gesture. Yes, may you never come in. Um, and then you know, I like to ask all of my guests. Because I believe that every story, you know, every really inspiring story, great stories have some sort of moral or theme, you know, just as you look back over your life, if you had to impart some sort of theme or lesson, like what, what, what do you want your life to stand for in that way? I think for me, you have to put God first in your life and be open to what he wants you to do because everything that happens to you, yeah. Good, bad, ugly. Everybody's got something. Yes. Everybody's yeah. got tragedy, sadness, heartbreak. Yeah. Great. Yeah. How can you use that to do what God wants you to do? If I had, if I, I, I didn't want to lose Nicole. I didn't right. want Miriam to lose Michael. Right. If I could put it all back, I would. But I can't. Well, yeah, and you would put it all back, and yet these thousands of families that you've helped, you know, I mean, they they wouldn't have that help if not from right. your experience. And, and, and I always call it, I got a PhD in caregiving, yeah. right? And so how can I use that to help other people? Yeah. That's, I, I just, there's so much that you can do in life. There's so many things you can accomplish in life yes. if you do it for the right reasons. And that's, I think that's, how about you? What, yeah. what, what would you do? What would mine be? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think in terms of um, like my motto or my lesson for my life, I think it would be about something to the effect of like being authentic. Like I think most of my quest in life is to figure out how to be really honest and stand in my own truth and be authentic. And I believe, you know, similarly to you, I have a, an immense spiritual life and a relationship with a higher power. And I feel like part of me being able to live that out and live out my purpose mm -hmm. is about being authentic and true to not just, you know, true to myself, but true to who God wants me to be mm -hmm. in the world. Um, so yeah, That's I mean, I'm right there with you. Well, please tell people again, you know, how they can connect with you. I know we've said it a couple of times, but I just want to like mm -hmm. reiterate and, um, and they can connect if they, 
um, are a family who might need hope. I know they have to go through a social, social worker, worker but, yeah. they, but they can find out more and maybe mm -hmm. bring the info to their social worker. And also if someone wants to donate, if they want to get involved, if they want to volunteer. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so they can go to bringinghopehome.org. They can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. It's BHH Philly or Bringing Hope Home or Hope Nation on different handles. Um, and you can donate monthly, you can donate corporately, you can get involved in adopting a family at Christmas, you can sponsor an event, it's all on our website. Great, and we will put links to that in sure. our show notes so that people can really get connected. Um, thank you so much. Thanks for this having was, me. Oh my gosh, this was so great. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate it. you, thank yeah. you, and thanks to you guys. Yes, thank you so <laughs> much, yeah. Thank you. Great. What Paul and his team were able to create is phenomenal and inspiring. And if you have a team of people or you're working individually and you want to be able to get connected uh, with an innovative, dynamic co-working space, I highly, highly recommend Kismet Cowork. I'm a member at Kismet Cowork. They have three different locations um, throughout the area of Philadelphia and they offer member events, networking. Um, it's a really great way to feel less alone and to feel connected and to be way more productive. I am so much more productive since I started working here at Kismet Cowork. Uh, and they have generously offered 15% off to your first month of Kismet Cowork membership. So if you want to find out more about that, go online, take a tour, get connected, go to www.kismetcowork.com and um, get connected with them. And be sure to mention this podcast for 15% off your first month membership. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Transformational Storyteller Podcast. As always, thanks to our episode sponsors, our production team at Rebel Hill Consulting, and of course, many thanks to you, the listener. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I hope you're creating stories that empower you and inspire others. 